Hi, my name is Chrissy and welcome to the Resilient Imprint Podcast. I can't believe we're almost halfway through the year, guys. I mean, it's already gone. Kaputs. Around the corner is going to be holidays and then the new year. And now that we're at the midpoint of the year, it just kind of had me thinking of a very special person. She played a pivotal role in my adolescence and continued to play that role as I became an adult, more so as a mother. She was an amazing human being to say the least. And I wanted to share how her impact positively affected me, I would say now for a lifetime. Our friendship was an unconventional one. She was an adult and I was a child. I met her through another foster child who at one point was being fostered by Ruth's daughter, Stephanie. Not sure what happened, but that child had to be rehomed, and that's how she ended up in the care of a family member related to my foster family. They struck up a plan to continue to visit with this child, and they would take this child during the weekends, sometimes for a week during the summer. It would just really depend. This child and I were close in age and eventually was inviting me on these trips, which was really kind of them to do, to just accept me with no problem. And it was an exciting time for me because I had never experienced a slumber party or a vacation. I didn't even know what a vacation was. I just knew summer vacation, right? Like that you actually go somewhere. I don't know. I Those things weren't something that were brought up at that moment in time until I met Ruth. That's when I learned about getaways and vacations and stuff like that for, you know, a, a little while. But not just her as a person was a different experience for me, but also where she lived. She lived, I believe it was Newbury Park or Thousand Oaks. And that area in the moment in time was very beaver cleaver vibing, okay? I came from La Puente, which is completely different background than what I was driving into. And I just remember looking at how beautiful these homes looked, clean cut, there was no graffiti to be found, people walking their dogs. It was just a completely different atmosphere and it was it was pretty cool. Definitely stood with me for a long time. Roots energy, way of thinking, tenacity, homemaker skills, smile, and laugh were unmatched. She had a very unique laugh and voice for that matter. And it was a very loud one, very bubbly. It was just very unique. She definitely was a force to be reckoned with and her zest for life was contagious. There was no way that you could be around her and not want to enjoy the moment. Her husband, Jim, was a wonderful person too. He was reserved, but in a loving way. He wasn't standoffish in in any way whatsoever. He would also entice us 
with breakfast every time we came over, but the catch was you got to wake up at 5 a.m. And I mean, what adolescent wants to wake up at 5 a.m.? But then again, you knew that there was food at the end of the tunnel. So that was a very good incentive to wake up at that time. He made it a point to integrate us into his routine, which isn't something he had to do. But that's just the person he was, a a very good-hearted individual. Ruth and Jim made me feel like I was an extended member of their family, not a foster kid, not a guest. Ruth planted the seed of confidence in me, embracing a positive body image, country music, patriotism, self-care, and reminded me to relish the moment and, if possible, capture it on film. Throughout the years, she wrote letters to me, where it was just to say hello sometimes. Others, it was for my birthday. She would even send me little care packages throughout the year. It was so sweet of her to do. As I got older, my foster mom started making it difficult for Ruth to communicate with me. My foster uncle Ruben had passed away, which was a very traumatic experience, which I will be talking about for the Father's Day week episode. And when that happened, my foster mom was slowly cutting me further away from the world. It's not like I had any privileges of any sorts of going out and playing with the rest of the kids or joining anything in the community or even talking with friends on the phone. It was just staying at home like a prison from the time I got to school to the time I woke up, day in and day out. And so receiving phone calls from Ruth was very exciting to me and it also gave me something to look forward after my uncle passed away. Ruth did understand that his passing impacted me greatly and at such a young age, I was around 14 going on 15, it was like a month and a half before my birthday that my uncle unexpectedly passed away. So for my foster mom to do something like that to me, it was very hurtful and it just gave me more anxiety as to why I wasn't allowed to speak to people at all. Eventually, Ruth called her out on it. She asked her, why are you alienating Christina from outside sources? Like, why are you doing that? And my foster mom would just say that Ruth didn't really know me, that I had manipulated Ruth so far that she couldn't see who I truly was. And she pretty much was giving the illusion that I'm really doing you a favor, Ruth, by keeping her away from you. A little bit of gaslighting going on there. When I turned 17, a serious turn of events happened and I no longer was living with my legal guardian who I refer to as my foster mother. When I got out of juvenile camp on Azuka, I disconnected from a lot of people who were in contact with my foster mom and reaching out to Ruth was furthest from my mind due to the shame of what transpired. Good old Facebook reconnected us and 
Ruth was so gracious. She expressed her concern for me that she never believed the lies spread to her by my foster mom. And she also asked, like, what could she have done for me to feel comfortable to reach out to her during my time of need? But the truth is, there was nothing that she could do. She was already such a giving person, and I felt embarrassed and not worthy of accepting her love, her kindness, her honesty, her embrace, because shame had such a hold on me. I couldn't see past it. Thankfully, I did get the chance to tell her that she meant a lot to me, as well as thanking her for what she did do for me and how I would not forget, you know, those little memories. I literally have photos of those memories that I created with her family. Unfortunately, fast forwarding to about 28 years of age is when I was expecting my first child and during my first trimester, I received news that Ruth passed away. Her daughter Stephanie is an extension of Ruth's grace because she invited me to the memorial service. That was so important to me because up until that time, I was made to feel so insignificant and gaslit by my foster mom with deaths in my foster family. I was not allowed to go to those because I was not a part of that family, according to her. Even my Uncle Ruben's funeral, I was not allowed to attend. So for Stephanie to extend that invitation to me just speaks volumes to the type of family they are. Unfortunately, due to pregnancy-related sickness, I was unable to attend this was a very far drive. We're talking about like two to three hour drive. I could not handle that during that time. But Stephanie understood. She was not angry with me, which is something I had expected because that had always been my experience with others. But she understood. Even in her grief, she found a way to give. She, she was so excited for me that I was going to have a little one. We both were saddened that her mom was unable to meet my child. But she even asked, like, hey, I have a bunch of clothes. Do you want them? I could send them to you. No problem. She shipped these two huge boxes to me, which I was so th thankful for because, believe me, we use the heck out of those things. And... It just goes to show you that just because you are not blood related doesn't mean you cannot love someone like family. And this episode is dedicated to my beloved Ruth because of that. I strive to be a mother like her and in spite of all the extreme abuse I experienced in my childhood, her acts of love triumphed. It took me a while to get to the point where I could accept myself again and I have Ruth to thank for that because during my moments of self-doubt 
getting into the pit of despair, I could look back at the positive affirmations that were given to me and I could tell myself that Ruth was right. I do have a heck of a smile. My laugh is gaining a zest for life because she showed me how to do that. Self-care days are my favorite and capturing every moment, especially my little one's milestones, are worth the iCloud storage because uh, film don't exist anymore. Friends, we don't necessarily realize the impact others have on us until hindsight is twenty twenty. If you haven't come across someone like Ruth in your life, let me tell you, you do matter, you are worthy, and you do belong. Thanks for listening. You can also find me on IG at The Resilient Imprint. Until next time, my friends.